Welcome everybody to another episode of That's Funny, Just Kidding. I'm Matt. And I'm Hillary. And we, you are in for a very uh, interesting episode. I hope good so. Episode. Yeah, good, yeah, interesting. Yeah, good. yeah. It's the it's the first time I think we're going to dive into a a, a deep topic, uh, like a not yeah. difficult topic, but a but a Important, heavier one. Deep, not that a heavier. You know. I mean, we're usually laughing and joke, which we'll do. Oh, definitely, but, definitely. You know, this, this is, is this of... is a little, little different from uh, me not knowing what show Leah Michelle was in. <laughs> just a little bit, just a little just bit, just a little bit. Um, oh, so what is it about? That's probably what you're thinking. Well. We'll get into that maybe yeah, in a Yeah, stop asking so soon, listener. Like, let us... <laughs> yeah, come on. Just get off our lawn. Uh, <laughs> how are you? For, let's start with that. How are you? How is... Uh, we? It's been a while since we recorded. It's it before the election. <clears throat> Most certainly, yes. <laughs> so I'm feeling much, much better after, um, after the election. Elated, excited. Um, although I did yeah, get I... horribly sick. <laughs> Basically, the day they announced that Biden won, I was um, sick in bed. So, But I'm on Aww. the mend. I'm on the mend, feeling much yeah. better and uh, about many things in our whole world. So... <laughs> That is that is a good thing. Well, I'm glad that your side won. Uh, me, on the other hand, very disappointed. Oh my gosh! No, you, I'm you don't even want to kid and brand yourself no, I, like that. I, that makes me feel so gross to even joke about. I know. That. Even I was like, ooh, ooh, and that Today, like that would make the conversation we're gonna have in a minute just extra hilarious. <laughs> extra hilarious, yeah. It's funny today I saw on Twitter um I shouldn't be on Twitter. I I don't like it. It's it stresses me out. Um but I not to get pol- I don't want to get super political, but I saw this video of like a proud boys initiation. They were like initiating someone into the pro- and it was the grossest like talk about toxic yeah, masculinity horrifying. like Yeah. <laughs> it was the gr- and it was watching it it was so, like funny. It was like so absurd th- that I was like laughing at it, but these people like believe it, which is so crazy. Yeah, it's, it's disturbing. disturbing, and it, it it blows my mind. <laughs> so yeah, we probably lost some listeners, but <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> Goodbye. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But um, yeah, so I'm glad you're feeling better. Um, yeah, yeah my, how have you been? My last couple of weeks have been okay. Um, as I said to you beforehand, after hearing about you feeling not well, I can't complain. I've been, my, my health has been okay. Um, uh, yeah, I was saying to you that I, surprise, I'm now the artistic director of a theater, Yay. which is crazy. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, it all was like a whirlwind thing. About a week and a half ago, I got a phone call. So the, a lot of the board members from the Sherman Playhouse uh, stepped down uh, at the beginning of the uh, Corona times. Um, and <laughs> Sounds much more fun than it actually <laughs> yeah. is, the Corona, corona times. times. Yeah. <laughs> um, was that like an ad campaign of the 80s, probably, probably. For, uh, yeah. for beer? Corona yeah. times. Um. But yeah, a bunch of people stepped down at the the beginning of the pandemic. And so Sherman was sort of reorganizing and um, my friend Steve took over the theater. And yeah, a week and a half ago, he called me and he was like, hey, I'm trying to 
set this theater on a new path and vision and I think you would be really wonderful as the artistic director. Would you do it? And I went, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it, I couldn't believe he was even asking, which was cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, fun fact, never even had done a show there. <laughs> Hey-o. <laughs> Hey-o. Um, so, yeah. So I think it's going to be good. Um, I, I, it's real smart to take over live theater in the middle of a pandemic. But <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that no one else uh, wanted that job. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, I pulled the short straw. I was the fifth on the list. He called five other <laughs> six people. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. We already got talking about what we could maybe possibly do. You know, it's with all theater now. It's like, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. And so we're sort of making a who knows season <laughs> of stuff, <laughs> options and smaller things. And it's going to be good. So. Nice. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, I liked seeing yeah. I liked seeing that news. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, so I didn't know it was, the news was being posted on Facebook uh, last night, late at night. Oh, <laughs> So okay. I woke up this morning to, like, text messages and, and <laughs> mess, and I was like, oh, oh, like, okay, I guess it got posted. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. So, so, yeah. Um, do you want to get into it? Or we're, we're only <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Is do, there anything, are, anything else, else to talk, any other sort of... I don't know. I think we're both doing pretty good. <laughs> I think we're good. No, you're feeling better. You said you were a little overwhelmed with work because of Veterans Day. Yeah, in... but it's, you know, it, it it's all done. And I think the rest of the year is going to be much more balanced, which is nice. And I'm ready just for a little bit more quiet and, you know, still, still have enough work. But, you know, when I was sick, it was just that much harder to try to coordinate everything and I was supposed to go into the office and I couldn't so you know it was a uh, it was stressful but we're good now I'm like all I had to do you know when you have that hurdle to jump and it's just there just like kind of with your month for all of your women's center things and then it's yeah. it's done you know, jump over that hurdle and you're like a smooth sailing at least for a little bit so yeah, totally <clears throat> and before corona times like if you were sick you were sick you went home you you just took yeah. your rest days and now everybody works from home so a sick right. day is you're still doing stuff you may not be full extent but you're still still yeah. sort of doing things yeah yeah things at my work um i was saying to you it was kind of like they said prepare to be in lockdown very soon um so we're doing that but we're doing a lot of education programs which is really great um i did uh, a talk for a a local women's group. Oh, this is going to be a real good segue. Oh, good. Um, I this week I did a I did a talk for a local women's group, um, which was wonderful. It was a, uh, it was all, it was mostly uh, women like fifty and above, um, who really wanted to know. It's funny because we the women's center has been here we're forty five years. We're we're actually forty six. We're going into our forty six years. And there are still people in the community and organizations of the community that don't know what we do. They think we're a Planned Parenthood, we, that, mm. that sort of thing. We do medical things when that's not what we do. We're, we're emotional support for the most part. We're therapies, we're, we're those, those types of things, social work stuff, yeah. um, other than um, the medical sort of stuff. So this group had been around in Danbury for a long time, and they just didn't. No, so I went and I chatted with them and 
<clears throat> they just had so many questions about domestic violence and and sexual violence and things. Oh, we didn't do a little warning. We'll do that warning in a second. Yeah. Um, but it was it was really really good because all these ladies were like, they wanted information to know to like pass to their kids and their grandkids, which was like, it, it filled my heart because yeah. that's really education is like what it's really about. And we always. One of the things with the education department at the Women's Center, our, our sort of motto is an educated community is a safer community. Yeah. It's just very simple. If people are educated on these topics, um, they understand how they work, they can help others and themselves, um, and we can decrease this sort of stuff uh, like domestic violence, sexual assault sexual harassment all that stuff right um, so, and not so, just educating like women no 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 this, no right because yeah, like the, yeah. the biggest thing is everyone well, needs the is... education it's not just on women to avoid it correct <laughs> oh what no 100 percent. yeah it's everyone needs to be educated because it affects everyone this sort of stuff affects everyone it, it whether you know it or not whether you're involved directly or not it it involves you or it can involve someone in your life <clears throat> whether it's a spouse or uh, someone you're dating like all of this stuff that we talk about is can affect everyone um yeah. everyone gets harassed can get harassed it doesn't matter the gender um obviously more often than not it's women um, who are harassed or right. assaulted and uh, or in domestic violence situations, but it can happen to anybody by anybody, and that's a really a big thing that we we um, focus on at the women's center. And that's the other thing about the women's center. We're in the we're in the process of changing our name because there is that um, stigma of we are only for women. We're oh, we only help women. That is a majority of what we do, but we, we will help anybody of any gender, anybody who comes to us that needs our help. Um, this yeah. is not a commercial for the Women's Center, I promise. But I'm sold. <laughs> You're sold. All right. Uh, All yeah. of our services are free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. But the education piece. And so that's kind of why we wanted to do the episode today. This was one of the ones when we sat down to the podcast and made a list of the things we wanted to talk about. I know this was this was an important one that you wanted to hit, and I am 100% there to, to have this conversation because I'm really excited about what I can gain knowledge-wise from you. Um, because as much as I even do this work, like, I'm learning stuff constantly yeah. um, from from folks that I talk to. I'm talking way too much. No, so we I was wa- just we thinking, wanna... like, I, I do too. Like, I constantly learn from others oh, yeah. as well. And, you know, not just my own experiences that have shaped me. Yeah. It's, it's that we have lately at the Women's Center been focusing a lot on intersectionality and, yes. and dealing with, with talking really about that, that every buddy comes from a different background um, and has different experiences that shape who they are as a person. And we really need to recognize that as a, as a culture. I think that's where we see the violence come from. That's where we see the harassment come from is, is not the, the not recognizing that um, and really believing that, well, 
this is the way things should be. This mm-hmm. is the way, um, what it, how did you put it in, uh, your notes of the, like, yeah. um, gender roles and things like that? Yeah. Like, so this was specific to like feminism, but it can apply yeah. to other things. But if your feminism doesn't include LGBTQIA, people of color, non-binary genders, it's not feminism. Yeah. It's just not. Feminism, it, you know, it's, that's another thing. I, Sorry, I don't want to mansplain feminism <laughs> on, on a podcast, but it's just equality. That's that's it's all it equality. is. It's just equality. Yeah, it's not it's not um, Amazon women ruling the no. world. <laughs> yeah. Although that could be pretty dope, but um, <laughs> that's not that's not feminism. You know, I think there are those misconceptions. It's like oh, oh sure. it's it's women want all the control, and they're, yeah, they're, it's like come on, <laughs> that's yeah. not it. And this, in not to, because we will get into, we do have a structure to this, but I think that a lot of people want the, want the status quo, want how life is now to stay the exact same. And my thought yeah. is, is like, when we look back on people and we say, oh, they were so revolutionary and amazing, though, the, there are people here now doing that, that you, that not you, but that people that are against feminism or um, equality which is just blows my mind um yes that you know when do we become the history makers when do we make history yeah. if you're mad about um you know history you think history is being altered or you're messing up what i have going on like what at what point are we the revolutionaries and we change things because if you want things to be how they always have been get yeah. out i don't know <laughs> like, that's just so weird <laughs> no. to me we don't move forward as as humans how do you move forward how do you build on anything yeah and it's fascinating when you think of things like the civil rights movement how close that is to us in oh, time yeah. well uh, like, ruby ruby um yeah ruby you know, bridges 60 years ago yeah. that's yeah. it that's yeah. how what Ruby Bridges, That's who how old my the child, are. yeah, the child who has walked, you know, for into school as a part of desegregation. That was sixty years ago. Yeah, which is not long ago at all. And we, as we're seeing with the Black Lives Matter and everything like that, is we think we thought things changed, and some right. things did change. Some sure. things did change, um, but. Not enough, obviously, and not um, some of the bigger underlying things. Yeah. Um, Not things that are systemically ingrained into the very fibers of how our society runs. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the people fighting to keep that stuff. That's what is blows my mind is to keep that those um, those roots yeah. When we gotta we gotta get uh, Four Seasons Total Landscaping in here to dig yes. up those roots. Please do that. <laughs> they have a lot of great merch, by the way. Please check them oh, out. Oh, <laughs> there, there, there's one shirt with the Philly fanatic driving a lawnmower. I can't. I want it oh. so bad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and I would like to say that while when I use the phrase like these kind of things blow my mind, I don't mean that it shocks me. No, I mean yeah. that my mind, it boggles my mind that it is something that we are still grappling with because it doesn't shock me. It doesn't. And I, you know, no. this year more than ever have have 
been learning and unlearning <laughs> and, and, and researching. Yeah. yeah, unlearning has been a lot. And I think that's going to go into what we're talking about today, which I don't know how we exactly classified the topic. The note for our podcast was women and what they go through. That was the actual yeah. note. <laughs> but it's such a bigger umbrella of things yes. we want to hit. But because well, of the I, intersectionality, right? You know, that 100%. you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, yes, when we made that note, it was, what do women go through? And um, a lot of, we had a lot of different points of like harassment and, and, um, but I think it all roots, the the thing that it all roots back to is, is those gender roles and how people are brought up and stuff that is ingrained in our heads. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about you? We can we'll do a back and forth, but yeah. how that was sort of in, ingrained and taught to you, and taught as this is what is the way. Yeah, it's really interesting because you we've heard me talk about it before. You know, had a evangelical upbringing, so obviously that informed a lot of how I saw the world and how I saw. <clears throat> gender roles, femininity, masculinity. And something that I have always recognized is that my mother's influence was very much that evangelical women are submissive and, you know, are, um, I wouldn't say she was completely like women don't work, they only stay at home or anything like that, though that's the choice that she made. But, you know, there were, those vibes were there. (laughs) For a lot of it. And um, anyone who knows me knows that I'm very strong-willed. And I (laughs) don't, I I rarely just take what somebody has to say. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I, you know, so, and that part really comes from my dad. So my dad, I would say agnostic, uh, atheist, I'm not sure. Uh, But he was never really involved in any sort of the church elements, right? He didn't prevent us from doing that he never said anything negative but that's that wasn't his jam he his influence was um like that women are are badasses (laughs) and that um that's awesome you can basically like he because i mean he he has four girls two boys so he's just like you can do whatever you you know want to achieve like you, you kind of the world's your oyster if you work hard enough Um, so, I mean, I remember (laughs) there was like this one weekend where my mom went away, which was very odd because, you know, she homeschooled us or six kids. Mm. She was always there. Like mom was always there. And dad was always actually out of town a lot because of how his job was. But I just remember one weekend she was gone and it was my dad and he introduced me to the movie Alien. Nice. (laughs) And he was like oh, let's just talk about Ripley. Like, she was one of these first really badass, awesome female main characters. And I remember him telling me all about Ripley and at the time, like, you know, when the movie came out and Sigourney Weaver. And I was just like, hell yeah, Ripley. (laughs) How old were you then? You were very young, Oh, I was right, eight. Eight? Yeah. It was definitely don't tell your mom (laughs) that we're watching this scary-ass alien movie because it's kind of horrifying. I loved it, though. Yeah, I loved it. And um, that was kind of 
some of the beginnings of that, right? Because other <laughs> other woman figures that maybe I would have heard about are, are women figures from the Bible, and they always had like a second fiddle part to play. And yeah. I don't know, I just didn't really jive with that. So, so I, I have a question for you. Um, it, so, how did that? Did you? How did you feel? Was did you feel like this conflicted, this conflicted <laughs> pull? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Well, is like, should I yeah. be this or should I be this badass or what? Yeah. So then that kind of put me on the journey of over the years trying to figure out how I um, owned what I felt was my true self, which was this badass. I can do anything. Um, I don't need a boys help a man's help for this that or the other if I truly didn't right like that wasn't my first thing there was this kind of funny meme that I saw and it was um this this uh I could presume it was a girl that was carrying like a bunch of these folding chairs all together and I think it was like oh, when yeah. someone at youth group says we need some strong boys to help with this and you're just like oh and it's like like 14 <laughs> chairs under each arm that was me I was like you know <laughs> screw that yeah. I'm I'm yeah. just as strong as any guy yeah. here so I was always conflicted as how do how do I reconcile what I just innately feel with this kind of biblical womanhood and it never quite did. <laughs> and Didn't really gel. That's a conversation for a whole other podcast for where I yeah. kind of come out on that um, spectrum now. But yeah. I just, I, the word submission makes me want to punch someone right in the face. So I oh, can't sorry, say I that I, no, no, I mean like <laughs> in that thing, it was like, here's oh, how yeah. we learn to be submissive. And boy, I sure tried to fit that into my box and it just didn't, there's no place for it, right? So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, to answer your question, it was just always this conflict. And of course, like in Christianity, you can kind of explain some of that away by saying, well, that's just your flesh. That's the fleshly desires. That's not like God's will for you. And I was like, well, that kind of blows, mm, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. I'm cool with that. So I struggled for years and years and years with this duality. Yeah, that's so, I, you know, I, it's interesting to hear you say that because I've known you since you were like 15 years old yeah. and I have <laughs> always known you as a badass and that's like, <laughs> but that's just, I don't know. That's how you always, um, what am I trying to say? Like you gave off that badass, like. So I know it's interesting to hear you say that you were struggling with that when I always felt just, that you it were. It came through. Bad. Like, yeah, it was yeah. like now more than ever, I think I, well, thank you for saying that, by the way. That's a huge compliment. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I was waiting I... for the thank you. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm too badass to say thank you. So, um, <laughs> but I think that I display that in different ways now because um, I think that that was very quieted down during those days. Um, it just displays differently now, right? So, you, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to. <laughs> um, well, okay. So I used to think that being badass was also being mean, and uh, I definitely yeah. had um, a streak where. You know, I was somebody that was like, well, that's just who I am. If I said something really rude and 
that's not who I am. And that's really awful. And that's kind of immaturity as well. Um, so I think that maybe that's what I'm trying to identify is I don't, I really try not to do that anymore. You can be direct without being a complete asshole. And that's, that's something true. that I've learned in my 30 yeah. years. <laughs> I think there's a lot you of know? people in this world that also need to still learn it. <laughs> you know, you know, that'd be great. That'd be great if we could all work on ourselves <laughs> and do that. So, yeah, yeah I'd say I, I'm strong and I'm confident, but it, it just comes through in maybe a more respectful way. And we can get into what respectful means because it doesn't always mean quiet and gentle so <laughs> let's do it let's do it <laughs> um or do we want to get it because okay so let's get into maybe this first so uh or no you want to get into respectful yeah i mean we can kind of let's because that could into lead. that yeah, yeah so can, and yeah, a yeah, lot totally. of that honestly has come from my experience work at work you know being somebody who has transitioned from working in a church to working in more, um, we'll say secular jobs, right? So, you know, right now I'm a project manager at a technology company and um, I've really built my way up into the position uh, that I've gotten to. And I do think it's really interesting because a lot of the times like I'm I'm direct I'm kind I I can't say that for every job I've ever done but this job I'm kind <laughs> to people but I'm also I'm just I'm I'm a straight shooter like you know and if somebody sends me something that's a message that seems like it just cuts to the chase I kind of appreciate that I'm not I'm good at playing the game of adding like flowery things in, but yeah, I don't yeah. understand why I have to. And I think a lot of it is the expectation that as a woman, I need to have emojis or uh, like, how's your week going or something like that. When honestly, Pleasant like trees or apologies, yeah. like emojis are like, a, I need that paper or smiley LOL face or something. LOL. I yeah. never, I have never done that at work. I yeah. never, I don't even, I barely use emojis in my, you know, it's kind of hard for my brain to feel like, oh, and now I should add an emoji. <laughs> like I just <laughs> never, even in the AIM days, the instant messenger, oh, yeah, when yeah. you had to type them all out, even then I was like, it's too much. I can't, I'd rather type later than put an eight in here. Like I can't, my brain doesn't <laughs> <laughs> know how to do it. So yeah, when I'm at, at work, something that also happens a lot is I'll be in meetings and now it, it happened in person and then it happens even on video is I have a, a, a pretty, I don't know if it's a stern face, a serious face. Um, we'll get into the fact that I don't like the word bitch and I don't like people calling women bitches or I don't even like owning resting it. resting bitch face. Yeah, yeah, resting bitch face. I don't like that. I don't like it. It's not a form of empowerment for me. I don't like no. boss bitch. I just, I think that's just kind of a way that it got twisted and women kind of take it on. Anyways, that's a little, we can get to that a little later, but... <laughs> We got a lot so to I'm get not to gonna later. say I'm not gonna say resting bitch face because I I really dislike that and <laughs> so I have a I have just a serious face you know I'm I'm yeah. a, uh-huh. I love laughing I love making jokes I'm a fun person but my well, face that's just debatable <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so but something that happens is both men and women will ask me if I'm okay are you okay in front of everyone yeah how is that okay to do you could pull me aside and i might say yeah are you okay but 
stop asking me if I'm okay. And I, and I've even had conversations with these people saying, if I'm not okay, I will let you know. You don't ever have to think that I'm going to be passive aggressive or anything. We all know that I'm direct. Like I'm not going to, if it's fruitful and it's not something that I think that I just need to get over. Right. And it's a serious issue. I'll come to you. But if I'm just sitting there and I've had conversations, I've, I've given you my reports, I've not been like, oh, you know, F all these people. Why are you at, like, and I think it's, yeah. it's two things. I think it's because I'm a woman and apparently I have to be smiling all the time <laughs> for people to think Well, and that if I'm you okay. don't know that, if you don't know that, <laughs> someone's going to tell you. Yeah, of course. You should smile. It makes you, you look smile so more. much better. Yeah, catch yeah. these hands. Catch these hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I've also gotten it as a kind of a, a condescension for being kind of, I'm usually one of the younger people on the team, and people will say that it's just, it's like a condescending thing. And I just feel, yeah. I don't know, wouldn't you be kind of, isn't that an abrupt halt if you were in a meeting, even if you were leading it or something, and then somebody goes, are you okay? Like in the, like right in the middle of a yeah, meeting, that's, awful. that's totally yeah. inappropriate and rude. Yeah. And I, yeah. it's, I think it is such a microaggression that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that, that bothers me is, is when people uh, use the word girls instead of women. Um, somebody mm-hmm. that I worked with, we were talking about this woman who did a really great job on something and he said, oh yeah, she's a really great girl. I'm sorry, what? Is she 12? That is a grown-ass woman. And I think that that's just a small thing. And I, I would say it's that. It's those microaggressions. Yeah, and yeah. I know that I had said that until one of my dear friends brought it up. And she said, you know what I'm trying to do this year? Is I'm trying to say woman more and not just girl. And I remember there was a post on Facebook about it. And this turd, he's a total turd guy. That was the devil's advocate guy. Get out. Uh, Guys, if you're a devil's advocate, guys, get out. Get Get out of our uh, social media. Nobody wants it and it's not (laughs) helpful. So so my friend said this year what I'm really trying to do is I don't want to say girl when it's not a girl. I, I want to use the word woman. And then there was this guy. She posted this on Facebook and he came in. He's like, well, what are we supposed to say then? And I typed out woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I also said I don't really like the word chick either. Oh, there's just some chick over there. I don't know why. That's and it's gross. not like I just don't like it. And then it's like, well, you know, uh, people call me dude, and I don't mind. I'm like, dude is like gender fluid, but yeah. chick is very specific, like that. But chick, also, you know, <laughs> I think you you just hit on something that's perfect. Where, um, well, people people don't call me dude, and I don't care. Yeah. It's, it's the eye of the beholder thing. You have yeah. to respect what someone else wants to be, like, with the pronouns. And, like, yep. it's about respecting. It's you, what you said, respect. There we go. We're getting. It's about using that language as a sign of respect. It's interesting. And I will fully admit this. I am being very conscious about the girl-woman thing, too. Um, recently, I just really. Yeah. Uh, because it has always been ingrained in just that use of that language. So I'm very conscious of that. I'm also conscious of um, of gender um, neutral language, especially yes. when I'm talking in classes. I use folks a lot now because I use say, okay, guys, let's do this. All right, guys. But 
even I still slip up with that stuff. And it just comes back to that respect of like. It's just, yeah. yeah. And it's not, it's not a, um, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to find the right words. It's not a like dampening of somebody else's rights to just have an ounce of kindness or acknowledgement yeah. or respect for somebody that says, oh, well, can you actually, I don't identify as, as he or her. I identify as something different. Just like, just like, honor that. What is the yeah. problem with honoring that? Exactly. You don't know. You don't know how that person feels. You've you don't know, uh, unless you do. But like, you don't know how that person, how that person has led their life. You know what has brought them to that point. And that's been my biggest thing, especially coming from quite the Christian bubble. Is even when I was younger none of the thoughts of the church really matched up with what I felt in my heart, right? I just yeah. like, I don't know. I know a lot of people and they all seem pretty great. Yep. I just don't, with you him. know, it's so, and again, like we keep saying that's for another episode, but we've got so much stuff to, to unpack no, as far so, as that. But There is, so, so part of it, I have one last question on the work thing yeah, <laughs> before yeah. we move on. Did you Do you find that there is, are... I don't want, I, I, all right, you can answer this or you could not answer this at all. We could maybe cut <laughs> okay. this out. Okay. But we're, when you were working in a church that you, uh, what the, and working in a church versus working in a corporate environment, what the, the gender roles and the microaggressions when it coming, having to do with gender, did you see a difference or? It's a really good question. I think that my experience is different because I worked well, no, okay. I'll give you a picture. I worked in a church with all female leadership. We were all oh, wow. women. Yeah. So oh, that was cool. really incredible. However, we were the only church like that um, in our church group in the city that I worked in. So I did definitely experience between some of the other men leaders when we would meet with them. I mean, I was younger anyways, so that's, you know, I got some of that kind of discrimination. But I, you know, I also, yeah, there were the same microaggressions, um, you know, especially within the church. We we would go out to other places and do um, like service projects. And we went out to a pretty rural area with a pastor that basically shit on me for being a woman in leadership and he did it in a very subtle way and in a very um like christian kind of way and at the time that was when i was like well i do need to like submit and do all this it makes me sick just thinking about it but now i look back and that's I'm like, what the church says yeah. yeah now i look back and i think you were so right hillary for all of your feelings on that and how wrong it was and you basically got mocked by this man in leadership because um, you, according to him, you technically shouldn't have been allowed to. Basically, I did a, a, a lesson for the youth group kids. And he was like, oh, do, you know, he was kind of like, how well do you think you did and stuff after I was done? And like, oh, yeah, I guess some of the young women probably liked it because, you know, where I, you know, what part of the church I'm from, it's like, women can lead other women but that's it <laughs> which is bullshit by the way it's kind of funny when you think like god creator and ruler of the universe only uses men or can only use men wow that seems like he's in a pretty tiny box 
stupid anyways. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. No, it's it's, you know, and we'll have we'll probably do another religion episode sometime because they, all that stuff is is fascinating, but I think the other thing that uh, is especially put on um, young women is is the shame and the guilt yeah. um, about their actions. Just uh, anything, even just like how they dress, that sort of stuff, and the purity yeah. culture stuff that you and I have talked about in the past. But um, how how did that stuff sort of affect you, or how did you? Yeah, what were your? It's That's interesting to have experiences like to be a human being and to have my body so debated by other mm. people. Yeah. So talked about in purity culture in the church, uh, most of the fault for any sort of um, sexual promiscuity or sin, however you want to say it, was due to the woman or mostly a young, young girl right like we had to cover ourselves up so we didn't cause boys to stumble I mean how does that make any sense and then um yeah so that that showed me what I had to wear it also taught me to fear men and boys Mm -hmm. like that's horrifying if I have to cover up to protect myself because eyes are going to be on me and I'm going to cause them to sin um even so so yeah so that was obviously pretty damaging even growing up and trying to figure out i mean purity culture has so many different harmful so many layers oh my gosh um but yeah and then just determining like what i get to do with my own body and people determining it who are cis white men who have no idea what it is like to have my body yeah like are you serious (laughs) Yeah, so yeah. so there was a lot of that. And, of course, all of that just had to be kind of suppressed because I always had that underlying, like, oh, this is just your flesh talking. You know, you need to, mm-hmm. you need to submit to God's word. You need to submit to God, submit to men, which yeah. we all know didn't really work out for me. So. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. <laughs> no, it's just, it's, it's funny because even growing up Catholic, um, I, the couple years that I was in Catholic school, we all wore uniforms and the girls wore skirts. And there were m- many a time where they made the girls kneel down on the floor and it needed to touch the floor or they got sent home. Um, right. Because of those reasons. It was, oh, it was going to cause us to sin. Like Yeah, but what? also girls are required to wear skirts. <laughs> you know? A hundred. Oh, like, yeah, at the very base uh, level yeah. of that. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, I they see, don't even get a choice of what they get to even... wear, and then it's policed even more so. Oh yeah, yeah it's just insane. That's, yeah, that's crazy. And then, it again, it leads to so the the what you're wearing. Oh, it's it's your fault if you get harassed, or it's your right. fault if you get assaulted, or it's it's that that victim blaming mentality when yeah. it's never that person's fault it is never that victim's fault right Um, yeah you want to tell me the first time i remembered um getting harassed and people will say cat called that's like lock that's like the whole locker room talk that's bullshit it's not cat calling it is being harassed harassed. and the first time i was ever harassed i remember i was 11 years old walking down the street with my friends going to um like walgreens to get candy 
that because our parents had given us money. 11 years old, people yelling at me from their cars driving by. Do you want to say, was I wearing a bikini? Even if I was, I'll tell you. Even if you were, doesn't it matter. It shouldn't yeah. matter. But no. no, I was wearing what an 11-year-old girl in 2001 would wear. <laughs> so yeah. probably so like something Jinko Lisa jeans. Frank, I don't know. Or Lisa yeah. Frank. Lisa Frank t-shirt with some also homeschooled, jeans. so yeah. So <laughs> to think about that, to, to yeah. police women's bodies like that, it's like no. you're either a slut or you're a prude. And by the way, yeah. I don't care for Nothing either of those terms ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, no, exactly. Fun. Do it like you do what you want. Like it's your body. Like you said, it's your yeah. body, and it's just it's so crazy to me the amount like the amount of harassment and sexual harassment that just happens uh, just on a regular basis. Oh yeah. What is it? it it's. I think I was reading an article recently that it was something like 25% of women um, have been harassed in the workplace. Oh, yeah. Um, and seven, oh, I'm sure. And this is the thing about statistics. And I always say this when it's I talk about kids. not always reported. Kids, is, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's it's reported. The, the, the pressure not to report that stuff is ginormous. Like that's... Um, so those numbers, you can take those numbers with grains of salt. I'm sure they're probably much, much higher than that, um, yeah. but they're based on reports. And then speaking of reporting, it was something like, I think that same article was saying that like 75% of those women then, and again, still probably higher, then faced retaliation oh, um, of by course. coworkers yep. because they reported it. And something... Um, which is... Oh. Two is it's not just retaliation by men coworkers. Women no. hurt other women because oh, yeah. misogyny and toxic masculinity is so mixed into our society that women have toxic masculinity. It's the same oh, with with um, when we were talking about at the beginning racism and you want to talk about white supremacy that stuff is so deeply embedded in our society that you have to unlearn it I have had to unlearn toxic masculinity me as like now people know me as a strong-willed feminist I still yeah. on a daily basis have triggering things that I need to reconcile and unlearn that are that are you know toxic masculinity well you know the the Another, <laughs> I sound like one of those people, and I don't mean to sound like one of those people. I read an article. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I like But it. it's like, it's my work. It's my yeah, work. That's yeah. what I do for my work. Um, about that female, mat, the female, or toxic, uh, what would be the phrase? F uh, feminism? Toxic feminism, I oh, guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of, of the, um, the body image standards and, and yes. the pressure that society and other women put on, or even men to put on women in general of like, you have to act like this. You have to look like this. That's, that's yeah. toxic feminism. Feminism. And I also wanted to, because I know that we're mainly talking about women today, but I know that so much of this is, is obviously tied to just gender roles in in general and I kind of wanted to talk to yeah. you about some of your experience because I feel like you are a very different man <laughs> than a no, lot I of know men what you mean. that I know I, <laughs> and it's yeah. and that's like an extreme positive so no, I kind of want to hear a little bit about 
maybe how you grew up and kind of what led you to be who you are today. Yeah, it was awful. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't awful. I but but talking about that toxic masculinity, I I fit no none of those boxes. None of the like um, man boxes of like oh this is you gotta play sports and you gotta do that. That wasn't wasn't me. And you know hearing those messages like I grew up Catholic like um, and. And we did hear those like uh, marriage is a man and a woman and the man runs that we, we heard that, that sort of stuff was reiterated. The spiritual so I always, head of the house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it just always like what you were saying is it would go into my brain and I'd be like, fuck that. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I, I, I would be like, that's not right. But then I would just have to kind of go along with it um, until I was a, like of age or where I could be like, no, I'm going to think for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm done. Sure. I'm done with this. I'm, I'm done with this sort of thing. But the, yeah, the, the growing up with that, the shame, the get like that. I wasn't like a man, like what is the stereotypical man that always, it made me feel so awful that I wasn't, you know, it took a really long time for me to realize that I am perfectly fine who I am. I think it's still something I struggle with. I think everybody struggles with. Um, But for a very long time, there was like, I hated the Boy Scouts. I did the Boy Scouts for so long and because thinking, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to camp and, and tie knots and, and whatever it was. And I was just one day, I was like, said to my dad I was like I don't want to do this I hate this um and he was like okay right like and and there was just this sigh of relief of like oh (laughs) like I oh okay I don't have to really do this stuff um the same with sports is like uh, my parents put me in sports t-ball soccer soccer I would just stand there on the field (laughs) and just do nothing (laughs) because it wasn't for me it wasn't who I was I wasn't that typical stereotypical and then especially when I got into theater is like being made fun of for doing that stuff of like oh and being called gay and all that's like that sort of stuff because I didn't tip fit that typical male box we do a um we do an activity with the kids in middle school is these gender boxes is we I we put male and female and we're basically like when you hear the word male what are the words that we think of and we write them all down and they're like what colors blue and and strong and tough and and then I'm like okay what do we when we hear the word female what does comes to mind and it's just like oh uh, pretty and this and it's all those stereotype things and then I I say okay now, um, how many guys in here, how many boys in here um, fit this box completely? The, and the mailbox. And, not the mailbox where you get mail. But, mail! Um, and no one ever raises their hands. And I say, how many females in here fit only the stuff that's in this box? And none of them raise their hand. And then it's like a mind-blowing moment. So of important. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. And it's like, look, we can... There can be girls that are strong and t- all of a women. See, see, mm-hmm. see what I just did. <laughs> um, um, that are strong and tough. There are guys who can be sensitive. That's another word that we usually get in the female yeah. box a lot. The guys that are sensitive, like 
it's okay. And normalizing that is so, that's what is so important is normalizing that at an early age that you end up with the proud boys if you don't. Right. Um, well, like, yeah. Cause that I sort mean, of thing. just, just thinking about the pressure that you must feel yeah. as, oh. you know, same as I felt with the whole mm-hmm. biblical woman standard, but how, how devastating it would be to, to think like I, I have to fit this masculine picture. And I, and I always think it's really interesting when people are like, Oh, masculine strong. And I'm like, um, I'm sorry. Strong is a feminine and max yeah. obviously, but like, sorry, women can create life and give life and then can sustain life after that. Yeah. That is the strongest thing I've ever heard in my life. And to think that, you know, even being gentle can be strong and that's man or woman. Um, and I think that those social constructs and those boxes that we we've put on genders is so damaging. And so it's, it's really Mm. great to hear that, you know, at younger ages, you do work that goes in there and, and allows younger kids to say, Oh, well, that might be why, why I've been feeling like this. Cause I don't fit that, that exact box. You know? Yeah. And I, I gotta say, I will give, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna sound like an old person here. Um, there's a lot of things that bother me about the younger generation. But one <laughs> thing I, what, but TikTok is one of them. But um, one of the biggest things I see is, I, which makes me super happy, is these lessons are becoming semi irrelevant. Because the kids know this. They're like, yeah, and of course. And there's a whole, there's a whole, no, because there's a whole generation of parents that are my age mm-hmm. um, that that are teaching their kids this, yeah. um, that it's okay to be whatever you want. It's okay to feel however you want to feel, which is, is so wonderful to see. Because yeah. at, at six years ago, when I started teaching all of this, the the gender box thing was like a mind blower for kids and it's becoming less and less a mind blower which is so wonderful in my opinion yeah Um, it kind of makes me think of a time when um you know like if your kid was going to school or something and another kid they would talk about their parents you know i have two daddies or something and that was like a mind-blowing thing and now you know even thinking of like my nephews and stuff they're like oh yeah it's like what's the what's the big deal yeah who cares <laughs> yeah oh there's yeah. two dads or his two moms or whatever yeah. you know so yeah. it's so just I, I have hope for the next next generation yeah absolutely and i think that kind of what you were saying is for those of us if we choose that we want to be parents to do the work and listen to other people that have different 100%. experiences than you that have different lives than you and really listen to what they have to say. I just can't imagine all of these people lying or just doing something because, you know, it's just what they want to do. It's just to have, um, to come from a place of openness to accept that you don't know everything. How could you? How could you have every experience of someone else? If somebody doesn't have a gender and they're non-binary, that yeah. is for them. Like that is that yeah. has nothing to do with you. Yeah, yeah, and that's oh, you just hit on a, like it has nothing to do with you. And I think that's what happens with a, a lot of 
the the older I don't mean to say older but parents um, at least the parents growing up when I was a kid not my parents my parents were very cool for the most part um, but the parents see that individualism as a reflection on their poor parenting skills when it's not they should welcome yeah. they should welcome the that they should embrace that those differences even if it is something they maybe they fund they grew up fundamentally mm-hmm. against or not believing like they shouldn't see that as as I'm a bad parent um cutting that child out of your life or never speaking to them that is that a is bad, bad parent, parent. <laughs> yeah I'll come we'll that's come right out parent. and say it there's no yeah no <laughs> dancing that's, around that's it. A, that is where you do yeah. wrong yeah in yeah. harm yeah 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 oof I didn't know this conversation was gonna go here but this is I like it though yeah 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 yeah, yeah. We were, we're talking about that, the, the parenting and things like that. And what you can, the biggest thing you can do is empower your child. Yeah. Um, and you want to talk a little bit about that and yeah, empowerment? It, just, and... it takes me back to just my dad and, you know, pretty much at every turn of the corner, the encouragement that he would give me on just being a strong woman and, um, that was so important for me because I think it was um it was the part of me like I always knew and then hearing him like somebody that I looked up to affirm that was so helpful it kind of helped me Mm -hmm. reconcile things especially later on like maybe it doesn't hit home right then but later on it comes back (laughs) and um and I think about all of the like women role models that I would <laughs> that I liked um yeah, yeah. you know just any anyone like like women writers and obviously I've expanded more but I remember um I'll tell you an anecdote so um Kate Mulgrew who plays Captain Janeway yeah. on Star Trek Voyager love her love Captain her. Janeway is insane and probably like not the best captain <laughs> but I loved seeing a woman in leadership yeah. And I was at a convention. I was at the um, Comic Con probably three okay, years ago nerd. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was at. I'll, we'll, we'll definitely post a picture of me and Kate Mulgrew, by the way. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! So I whoa. met I Kate Mulgrew. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen this picture. No, I knew so, you met her. Yeah. So my um, one of my old roommates, Suzanne, who is wonderful. Yeah. She yeah. Um, she we got tickets and she actually was able to she did like a meet and greet with her or something and I was able to just tag along so um so we before that she had a a session where she was just talking about her experience in life and stuff and obviously Star Trek came up a bunch and um Kate Mulgrew is somebody who's like I am the shit and we all know it like she just has that air about her (laughs) and I'm totally fine with it (laughs) like it's just I'm down um so I've read I've read her books it just anyway so it was a delight to see her in person and talking about her experience and something that came up was for her being one of the first prominent female captains of a starship you know on tv they kept wanting to have storylines where she was falling in love with her 
um, her number one Chakotay, you know, her, um, her commander. So, and she was like, no, like, I'm just not doing that. (laughs) That's just so stupid. I'm the captain of the ship. Why would I do that? Uh, and then it was, it was really funny because for those of you that know Star Trek Voyager, you'll know after season three, one of the main characters, Kess, moved along and then they brought in Seven of Nine, the Borg that needed to wear very tight clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Jerry was, uh, Ryan, who yeah. <laughs> who's amazing, by the way, love Jerry Ryan. Seven of Nine is my uh is who i looked up to as well and she's very cold and and calculated and i was like she (laughs) seems like a good role model um so anyways um kate mulgrew talked about when they brought on seven of nine just like because specifically the um like the heads of whatever what was it um nbc i can't remember at the time we're like oh well we've got to get someone in there that's sexy i mean if janeway is not going to be sexy we've got to get to bring in a different audience and just how much kate mulgrew was like well fuck that like that's just so stupid you can't just count on a strong woman captain you have to bring in this side piece over here and some of that language is like you can be totally empowered woman wearing skin tight clothes and being sexy and everything right but i don't think that you should feel the need to bring that in to get the a male audience like that's just stupid right like you should you should be brought in because how cool is it for a star trek show and you know just i mean there's a lot to unpack with that but i loved hearing her talk about that and kind of her experience i mean this was somebody that you saw on tv and a famous actress and even then you know she gets dumped on because she wouldn't have relationships and um she wouldn't you know wear this or that and it's just like well that's because that's not who she is she's captain janeway yeah. that doesn't make sense yeah. for her character <laughs> so yeah so i really like that's so funny yeah no, we're ta- talking about like f- female role models but i was looking over notes and stuff um i really thought back at it you know this never occurred to me until like today when we were going over this stuff but coming from a comedy background that's all those are the only yes those are the comedians that i looked up to lucille ball carol burnett Mm -hmm. gilda radner tina fey like that's the list yeah yeah and lucille ball funny enough it was the first female head of a studio and the reason yep. star trek even exists Ex- no exactly um, yeah exactly i know and <laughs> yeah. I, yeah i remember lucille ball i'm like this woman comedy genius yeah. i oh, and yeah. i like emulated her um same yeah. thing carol burnett like i burnett. took all yeah. and i still have mannerisms today i think oh, yeah. i can't remember if i mentioned it before but john will like we'll be watching like i love lucy and he'll just look over at me and is like it's like <laughs> It's like, it's like so many different, yeah, like so many different parts. It's like yeah. I can see you in this, and I'm like, it's because it's her. Like, I was little when I first started watching I Love Lucy, oh, totally. and you know, uh, I just I loved that kind of slapstick, yeah. physical, physical comedy. That's yeah. you know, that's my jam. Yeah. So, and and to to do that as someone who does that, and this is gonna sound like I'm tooting my own horn. I kind of am. Um, but to do that type of comedy, you have to be super smart, Yeah. like to be able to, to be able to do that. And they were like, like with Lucille Ball. I mean, she was, she was a tough cookie and yep. the head, the, again, that first 
head of the studio and Carol Barnett, like, oh, it's, it's just, but it, it's fascinating that I, it just occurred to me today that all of the comedy people, not all, but most of the comedy people I looked to, up to were females yeah. um, growing up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, them and Dick Van Dyke, and that's it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, Dick Van Dyke. End of list. End of, End list. of list. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, End absolutely. Of list. But even on, but even Dick Van Dyke, like Mary Tyler Moore, right there. Maybe, that's yeah. like mm-hmm. same thing. She was, she was. Who would he really have been without her? Yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. Rosemarie on that show. Yes. I just watched oh. a documentary about Rosemarie the yeah. other day because I'm 150 Rose years Marie. old. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's just so fascinating. Um, this is this has been such a good conversation. Yeah, I, think, at least. I was yeah, I was nervous about it just because I am super passionate. But people shouldn't take on women who are strong or you know anything as like aggressive or or bitchy. It's like this is passion. This is yeah. getting a point across. This is. Uh, perfectly acceptable. Uh, I do want to leave everyone with a suggestion, and I don't think that this is a book just for women. And I don't know if you've heard of it or even read it, but I think is you... Is it The Beatitudes? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those Sorry, go ahead. Good, good stuff. Go ahead. Um, so um, a lot of people might have heard of Glennon Doyle. Um, yes. Writer. So her book, Untamed, I actually had a friend... She sent it to me. I hadn't talked to this friend in a while. And she was like, what's your address? <laughs> so I send it to her. This book shows up. I, I read it cover to cover, like non, like in a day, you know. And it's a story mm. of Glennon and um, how she becomes untamed, like a, like a wild goddamn cheetah. Like she breaks through <laughs> these social pressures because she also came from a um like a church background and she was married and her husband you know had cheated on her and she already you know she had children with him and she was just trying to fit in this box until one day she was at and she had always been a writer before that but she was at this conference and um in walks abby wambach soccer star um Mm -hmm. and she sees her and she's like i'm in love with her and so it's kind of it's their love story, like about how she meets her now wife Abby, That's and cool. how it 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 just let her know who she was and really um, let go of the expectations that everyone had for her. So the book is called Untamed, and it is something for anyone who it has all sorts of things. It goes through mental health, um, it talks about faith, it talks about love, obviously and expectations that people have and how you can it's not a self-help book it's not it's just it's a love story between Mm. glennon and abby but she she kind of tells you how she got there and it is just a delight and and it's amazing it makes you feel you laugh you cry and you know it, it it's a it's a great tool for if you're just you know wanting to reflect on something so highly recommend untamed by glennon doyle I have to check that out because I love her on social media. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, I, I love watching her and I have not read it. So I, I think I'm you would gonna, really like it. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot I would of, too. A lot of the language is like female empowerment, but I don't think that that means the book is just for women. So. But also, uh, we've already established. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. 
and I'll, I'll throw a, a toxic masculinity um, suggestion, reading suggestions. Um, anything by Jackson Katz. Okay. If you, I don't know if you know Jackson Katz. No. Uh, he he writes some really wonderful things on um, toxic masculinity and the the boys will be boys Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff um, those those stereotypes um, and breaking down that sort of stuff I saw him speak a bunch of years ago and it just kind of like blew my mind Um, so Jack anything about Jackson Katz Um, awesome all right I think we're done are we done yeah I mean we're never done but I think this is we're never done to land yeah Exactly. Um, so thank you for joining us. Please um, check out our socials. Um, by socials, I just mean one. Uh, Instagram. <laughs> uh, we are uh, TFJK Podcast, right? Yep. On, on Instagram. Because, yeah, the email is uh, TFJKPod at gmail.com. If you have questions, comments, concerns, please like, subscribe. Um, yeah, we give us ideas, give us, um, uh, ideas for future episodes. If you have ideas, we still have some that people suggested like earworms, um, shout out to Kristen, um, that we still, yeah, we, we, we still have to cover, but, um, if folks have, uh, folks, see, I'm trying, um, have, (laughs) if they have topics they'd love us to talk about, we would love to hear them. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. All right. Well, bye, everybody. See you next time.